Hi, I'm Dr. Amy Robbins, and welcome to Life, Death, and the Space Between podcast. I'm a licensed clinical psychologist and medium, and here we explore life, death, consciousness, and what it all means. If you haven't had a chance yet to subscribe to my weekly newsletter, head on over to Dr. Amy Robbins. Dot com and you can subscribe there. Every week I send out a little juicy piece of soul wisdom as well as some grounding things that you can do just to help you. I try to be really mindful of incorporating things that people can do in their everyday lives to help them um, stay grounded because times are a little bit rough right now to say the least. So today is a Q&A podcast, and I'm going to sort of merge a couple of pieces together. I want to share with you the question and my thoughts to the, the, my answer to this question or my thoughts around what's the answer to this question. And then I'm going to share something that is deeply personal to me as well, and um, it will all kind of tie together at the end. So the question is from one of my listeners, Amy, not me. And I've had this question for quite some time and have really, I try to be really purposeful about the questions that I'm answering and really thoughtful about them. And for whatever reason, I didn't feel ready yet to, to answer this question, but um, probably not surprising that I'm ready now, uh, just a few days before the election. So Amy had asked, what is the role of people who appear to be I'm going to say, quote, bad people on this planet because I don't really believe, I mean, I know that there's evil, but I think that those are just choices that people make as a result of many of their circumstances. So uh, she says, and for this, I'm mainly thinking of people like our current president or Hitler and the like. Did his soul choose to be here to help advance humanity in some way? In other words, might he be a very advanced soul choosing a path that will provide the most planetary growth by exposing the ugliness we need to work on mending? In other words, is he, quote, taking one for the team here by agreeing to this role? Or is he just a very unconscious person who's lost his way in his connection with his higher purpose? Example, his lesson in life is to learn about ego or power, but he's not learning it. And his rise to office is just an unfortunate outcome of dysfunctions. So this question is obviously pretty complex. And I think that there's obviously the spiritual and there's the psychological. And for me, they never really truly can be separated. And I always like to look at kind of that whole picture. Again, I'm not here to comment on psychologically what I think is going on with Donald Trump. There is actually a law against doing that for therapists. But I do want to talk about how we can understand both for ourselves and when we look at other people, kind of what they might be experiencing. So when I think about lessons that we're here to learn, I always think about lessons that are there to grow our soul in light and love, not in anger and hatred. What I think that anger and hatred does is it oftentimes can polarize and illuminate for for any of us some of our own shadow and our own darkness. And I think that in, in many ways that is what's coming to the surface. Obviously, I live in the United States, clearly. 
but across the world and that there is an opportunity then for us all to take a look at ourselves and to understand ourselves from the perspective of the other. And I think that so much of what is happening right now is out of fear. And when we can look at another person, and this is sadly where I think we've gone so far, we've gotten so divided that we can't understand even the fear that might be driving behavior on whichever side you fall on. And I think when we look at someone like Hitler, who had a very slow rise to power. I mean, he didn't, all of a sudden, he didn't come into power. It was a slow, progressive, um, pretty calculated rise. And, and the reason I know this is because, one, I'm Jewish, and so I've studied a lot about this, but I've also spent time in both Poland and Israel, and that's some of what I'm going to share with you all in a minute. Um, but that I, I think that a soul who comes here and ends up in that position certainly has work to do around their own psychological development and spiritual development. So looking at someone like Trump, and I don't, I can't comment on his psychological issues. I don't know them, although I have heard, if you read the book, from his, um, his niece's perspective that she has some pretty strong things to say about what it was like growing up. And I think that that would give some understanding from a psychological perspective, sort of what went on. And I think from a spiritual perspective, thinking about, okay, what path can you choose? Because there's always paths to be chosen. And that is where our soul grows. It's, do we we are given a situation and we are there to have an opportunity to learn to grow our soul. And I think the question that we ask at those crossroads is what do I need to do here to keep growing my soul? How do I keep moving in the direction of love and light and kindness and compassion? And so I've actually heard people talking in the spiritual circles about uh, people like Hitler or Trump, that they are ascended masters or that they are light workers. And I, first of all, ascended masters are typically not in, embodied. They are not in a physical form. They are um, working with us from the other side. But a light worker is someone who works in the light. And the way that I see it is that people like Hitler, people like even, you know, many of the gunmen or, um, the gunmen in, in school shootings and things along those lines are end up hopefully raising our consciousness. Now that, again, doesn't make them light workers. It just makes us open up and be more aware of things that maybe we weren't aware of before. And so I don't see, I, I, I personally don't think that people agree to play a villain. I don't think that, I think that we are all from a soul's perspective trying to grow towards that, want, that feeling of one, oneness, that feeling of love for all. Now, we are all also always working on this. What I want to share with you all is something that I've actually come back to many times in trying to understand the perspective of the other. And I went, 
I went searching far and wide for this. I knew exactly what I was looking for. I knew exactly what the journal looked like that I wrote it in. I just wasn't quite sure where I put it. But what I want to share with you is that when I was 17 years old, I spent, or maybe I was 16, I spent uh, a, a week in Poland and five weeks in Israel. And while I was there in Poland, we went to several concentration camps. And I'm going to share with you a piece of my journal entry from that time. And I, I was actually more hoping to find an essay that I had written. It. I can't remember if I wrote it as part of my application for graduate school but or as part of my application for my internships. But uh, that sort of tied it together in a way that was really cohesive and coherent. So I'm going to attempt to do that on the fly today because I couldn't find the file that this is stored in. But I am going to read you straight from my journal this piece. The sign outside my Donick repulsed me. It just said my Donick, but the fact that it welcomed people like it was a tourist attraction. As I walked the stone road, I questioned why I was able to walk these roads without the fear of being shot. It didn't make sense and it wasn't fair. We looked out from the sculpture made to describe the inhumanity of man at the entire camp and the ashes of my ancestors in front of us. I was overwhelmed with what I saw. Land everywhere where many people were shot in the fields. And it wasn't in the middle of nowhere, but in the heart of Lublin. Houses surrounded this camp, and no one did a thing. Though I wonder how much I actually expected them to do, or how much I would have even done. We walk past the commandant's house and the gas chambers. I couldn't believe I was walking here. We entered the chambers and first there was a place where they got their hair cut off. Then there were the showers, except, except these were actual showers. Some were sent to work while others, unfit, were headed into a little room and gassed. The door was closed, but there was a little hole in which they could be watched. I think at this point I was more numb than anything else. We continued on to the barracks where there were pictures, etc. The pictures were nothing I hadn't seen before, except that I wasn't looking at pictures. I was actually there. The pictures were people killed and so thin it was disgusting. There were also three barracks filled with only shoes. We continued to walk where the barracks became the places where they lived. They were extremely small and held about five to 600 people. They were made for 250. The beds were wood, the mattresses thin as people. I kept thinking if I would have had the will to fight and survive. I just think that I would lose hope. I wanted to share this with you all today because, again, I think that we've gotten so polarized. And I'm hoping that what you could hear in that little piece from my journal quite a long time ago, I'm not going to date myself, I'm not going to put an age on myself here yet, but is, is the part of ourselves that even in that horror, 
even while I stood there and looked out at the camp, looked from this pile of ashes out to the city around us, it would be very easy to say, I would never have stood by. I would have never have been a bystander in that. But the reality is, is that I might have and that we all might because we all might be acting out of our own fear of what that means for us. And so I'm continuing to contemplate this as I often do. And I encourage you all to continue contemplating. Where are you acting out of right now? What are you tapping into in your own soul? And how are you able to maybe move out of your own fear and out of your own judgment and away from all of that to a place of love and kindness and compassion, of meeting other people where they are, of understanding where someone from a different perspective might be coming from? Because ultimately, I don't think it matters if Trump is here to be a villain or if he's a victim or, you know, I think what matters is what you, what each individual chooses to do with the experience of what they see. And if we can collectively use that to grow our own souls, then that is, that is the work of being human. And that is the work of becoming conscious and raising the collective consciousness as well. And, you know, one of the things that I often say to people is that our our past is is an explanation for our behavior. It's not an excuse for our behavior. And so while I think in many of these situations, we can understand why I certainly can look look from a through a therapeutic lens and understand why someone is the way that they are. But that doesn't give them an excuse to treat other people the way that they treat them, to dehumanize other human beings. And I sincerely hope as we move towards November 3rd and even after that, that we can continue to not only look inside of ourselves and try to understand our own feelings and experiences, but also try to step into the shoes of where someone else might be coming from and what might be driving them. And while this isn't always an easy thing to do, there's tremendous learning and growth that comes from just trying the exercise. So I hope that, Amy, I answered your question. I know I sort of went in several different directions, but I hope ultimately that you all got sort of my take on our souls and what they're here to do and how they're here to grow and learn and ultimately love. Like what you heard today and want to hear more? Wondering what comes next and what it all means? Head over to Apple Podcast, Spotify, Stitcher, Google Play, or anywhere you get your podcasts and hit subscribe. Also, if you could take a minute to rate and review my podcast, I would really appreciate it. Stay tuned as we continue to explore life, death, and the space between.